Next on BYUSN, a dramatic twist in the latest episode of All My Conferences. Is the Pac-12 seemingly back from the dead? Did Arizona just pull out the biggest surprise of all? And how will this affect BYU and the Big 12's push for at least a 14th team? Plus my chat with receiver Chase Roberts on the wideouts and how did Zach Wilson do it in his start with the Jets last night? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. We know drama. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, August 4th. This is how we do it. I am Spencer Linton alongside national wildlife expert Jerem Jordan. So last night at the Rail Salt Lake game in Sandy and, and kind of South Salt Lake County, didn't hit me down in Mapleton, didn't hit you to the same degree it hit them right in Saratoga Springs. Just crazy thunderstorm. And apparently there were like raccoons at <laughs> America First Field falling through the ceilings there in the press box there trying to get some popcorn. You just want some popcorn. <gasps> yeah, so we have yet to have like uh, wildlife in the Lavelle Edwards stadium um you know situation look at look at dave fox look at the look at the glowing eyes there <laughs> holy crap yeah the, we we have yet to have wildlife we've had like a squirrel yeah, we had like a squirrel on the field at miller park but we haven't had anything in the press box yeah on the baseball that's a if you don't have a squirrel i question your baseball yeah. stadium but yeah looking forward to that potentially inside the bell edward stadium this fall so that's fun well wildlife is probably a nice transition into the word of the day, which is wild in conference expansion. Wildcat. Holy cow. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. This is about survival. They're clearly the fifth best power five at this point. It feels like that could be the end of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is teetering. It, the max is we're just down to three leagues. What's Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Wild doesn't maybe even begin to describe the last 24 hours in conference realignment talk. <laughs> Regarding specifically the Pac-12, what looked like their impending death as a conference, and Arizona and Arizona State, maybe Utah moving to the Big 12, pushing Washington and Oregon to the Big 12, but here we are. Reversing course, potentially. ESPN's Pete Thamel did get its start last night when he reported that Arizona's deep in deep discussions with the Big 12 about joining the league. Yahoo Sports' Ross Dellinger joined the conversation when he said the Big 12 executives met Thursday to approve the application of Arizona and that decisions from Arizona State and Utah had not progressed as quickly. Dellinger also reporting that Pac-12 presidents have had positive meetings and that the grant of rights would be presented this morning. Okay. All reports made it seem as if Oregon and Washington were also Big Ten bound, while Arizona was seemingly locking themselves into the Big 12. That's just the first part, Jeremy. Okay. So we are, we are not even halfway down That's this path. 10 p.m. last night. It's unbelievable, okay, how fast things are changing in this. Tides began to dramatically shift this morning when Nicole Auerbach reported that <coughs> Oregon and Washington in the Big Ten lost all momentum overnight. Well, then. Brett McMurphy added that at the last minute, the Pac-12 may stay together and sign a grant of rights. Huh? After Monday's media rights offer, the Pac-12 held multiple Zoom meetings this week. Arizona's Bobby Robbins appeared fully committed to the Pac-12 last night or early this morning. What happened? Which is, okay, that, that's a wildly different story than in deep discussions that were reported as of 10 p.m. So like Messi is going to share some of his subs. Yes. Okay, so... 
If Arizona leaves, he should win an Oscar, Arizona beat writer Jason Shear added, that Arizona was still planning to go to the Big 12 after last night's meeting. I, I, what? I know. It's all over the place. Where, Arizona, where are you going? Coaches. Get this. Coaches at Arizona were informed, and it was full steam ahead. That's when it's serious, right? Now, we have said it's not over till it's over, but it would still be one of the most shocking turnarounds I have seen, continued sheer. That Arizona doesn't go. That Arizona does not go to the Big 12. Yeah. There have been reports of a potential Pac-12 ACC merger as well from Jason <laughs> Shear. What? <laughs> Uh, we're not expecting the Pact of the sign a grant of rights today. Maybe they kick that can down the road a little bit further. But It'd be crazy to do that. Why wouldn't Oregon and Washington entertain the Big Ten a little bit? Re really think this is more stable than the Big 12? This is, this is wild. So I went to bed last night thinking, okay, for sure Arizona is going to join the Big 12. Like the Big 12 is at 14 It felt teams. like that. And maybe 15 and 16 are a week or so down the road with likely Arizona State and Utah being the two most possible or probable candidates in that regard. That's They're the only ones being discussed there. And Oregon and Washington were in talks with the Big Ten, though they were not going to get as much money to go to the Big Ten. Right. And some travel concerns were out there, but they were still actively engaged in those conversations. That's what I went to bed with last night. I was like, okay, cool. In my mind, I was thinking about all of it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to wake up and be like, okay, Arizona ratified it. They're in the Big 12. Uh, Please make it manifest. But it's very, very different right now. It's, yeah. it's this. I mean, what do you make of all of this in the last not even 24 hours? Well, the last uh, 90 minutes, uh, it's felt like the Pac-12 is really trying to save this thing. Because if Arizona goes and say, if Arizona State and Utah go, hey, this thing's over. Like, yes, you'd have six teams left, and you could salvage something by adding San Diego State, SMU, and maybe a couple other, UNLV and Colorado State, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, you would be Mountain West Plus at that point. Which is wild. Okay, Jason Shear also said, source indicates Wildcat Authority. This is at uh, about an hour ago. Washington's very concerned about the Apple deal, Apple Cup. They, they know apples, okay? Arizona and Arizona State are still on track to join the Big 12. ASU President Michael Crow is proving to be a stumbling block, but parties involved are confident it can be overcome. Yeah, if Arizona wants to go to the Big 12, they can go. But did, did, they, did the Pac-12 teams forget what the streaming deal is? It's not even a TV deal. It's a streaming deal. Did, Did they forget that that's a house of cards and variable income could be less than what you're hoping for? Sure, it could be more, but let's be honest. It ain't going to be more. They're not going to get a gajillion subscribers for Pac-12 football and Apple TV. It's not going to happen. What, what evidence do we have that that is going to be a bigger success than the Pac-12 network itself? We're talking about what? Cal and Stanford and Oregon State, like, playing a, a major role in that. Like, yeah, Utah will get their subscribers. Oregon and Washington will get theirs. But that's three big brands. Okay, maybe Washington State's got a decent following, but how many people? Hold up, hold up Spence. It's not about those fans subscribing. It's about fence-sitting fans subscribing. Others. Yes, it's not about that because they're going to be there. It's about everybody else. Like, is the average It's about you camp? and me. Yes, I, I'm not subscribing. I'm not doing that. I'm not anti-Pac-12 either. In fact, I'm like pro-Pac-12 football. I like watching it. I'm bugged late that it's at night. not going to be on ESPN and Fox, and it's I not, am too. It's not going to be easy to watch. I, as much as we made fun of it, I enjoy watching Oregon State, Washington State at 11 the late 29 games. p.m. Everybody's asleep. I'm awake. I'm All still day watching games. college football. Yes, I like that. Like I, I don't want the Pac-12 to completely dissolve. I just want 
couple more teams in the Big 12 to secure its strength in the West and as the third best league in college football and, and uh, sports and increase uh, with Arizona men's basketball, the number one basketball conference, making it seemingly impossible for us to guarantee a single men's basketball win in the future. Like every game will just be a huge game, right, for BYU. So it's, there's a lot going on here. I just don't see how the Pac-12 is actually going to get this done with that primary rights deal being streaming with Apple TV. This is unbelievable. Okay, this just tweeted out by Pete Thamel. Oh, let's hear so it. This is unbelievable. Let's hear it. Sources. Washington and Oregon are fully engaged with the Big Ten. What? Engaged meaning talking or like marriage? Things remain fluid but are trending <laughs> in that direction. And if, okay, if what? they if they go, like if they're invited, it's... it's. What the heck does the Pac-12 do? At that point, Michael Crow and Arizona State... Now they're coming to the Big 12. But then they are begrudgingly joining the Big 12, which is what I was talking about yesterday. Like, the, why does the Big 12 want a team that's just like, if we have to? Well, don't take Arizona State, Utah, then. Just sit at 14. Add other teams Arizona. that want to be there. Arizona wants to be there, it feels like. Arizona State and Utah don't. Don't really want to be there. Don't. Um, Brett Yormark said as much to us uh, prior to Big 12 Football Media Days um, it, it, about a month ago where he was, he basically said, we don't want someone just to come over because we have a better TV deal. Yes. And, and he, he specifically identified a number of teams, which is pretty interesting. I think there's strength in numbers, but if we end up being at 12, that's great. I'd like to stay at 14, even with the departures of Texas and Oklahoma, candidly. We'll see if that's a possibility or not. 14, 14. teams so has Ar been the number. Get Arizona. They're at 13, obviously, with the recent addition of Colorado. Get Arizona. Like, then, why, you're, then you're good. Why, if Arizona is like so far down the road and they're clearly interested at least a good majority of the people that make the decisions over there in joining the Big 12 enough to get to a point where Big 12 officials are getting together and... There was one report that last night, Big 12... Uh, approved it. Basically. I, I don't know if that is exactly what we think it is, which is, um, you know, Shane Reese, BYU's president, is one of the votes and says, yes, I approve this. So they, they unanimously did that with Colorado, yes. and it quickly happened. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be any different with Arizona. Like, like, yeah, I'm just sure. They unanimously approved it. I guarantee it's like, yes, you're in if you want to be here. I think Arizona does want to be there. But and, I, and the Big 12 wants Arizona. I, I think it's a good fit. Maybe Arizona's play is just waiting to see if Oregon and Washington go to the Big 10 because then Arizona doesn't become the linchpin. They don't want to be the – yeah, they don't, they don't want to, want be to the start yeah, yeah, yeah. the chasm. To, well, to crack it USC open. and UCLA started the chasm. Texas and I, Oklahoma I, I started agree. the chasm. I agree. Like, why are we so yeah. worried? But it's like, well, the Pac-12 is still together technically, yeah. even without USC and UCLA. If we yeah. leave, then for sure we're done. Okay, shout out to Gambling Gauchos, the podcast. They do great work. Yes. Okay, on Twitter, I haven't listened to the pod itself. They're hilarious. I, I, I was on it. their podcast last week. There you go. Nice. Um, I didn't know that. I listened to a Twitter space last night. They're hilarious. They invited people to talk, and a bunch of Utes talked, and it was pretty funny. Uh, the sort of anti-Utah rhetoric is pretty funny. <laughs> but last night, they made a good point. They said, why, why do people think that the Big 12 is the one sort of ruining what's going on here? He's like, no, people plucked the Big 12. They plucked Nebraska, Missouri, Texas A&M, Texas and Oklahoma, Colorado. Like, they've been torched. Yes. And the fact that they're still standing and in a power position – 
says a lot about the league. I thought that was a really interesting Yes, point, and then they were shunned by George Klyavkov and the Pac-12 after Texas and Oklahoma left. Yes, and the, the whole um, alliance. They weren't in that because <laughs> no. everyone thought they were dead. Straight they up. They were not dead. In fact, they're in a power position. And uh, listen, I, I, despite these reports, I would still be surprised if the Pac-12 holds with the thin fishing line that is that streaming deal. And like, yeah, the grant of rights, is the grant of rights somehow all of a sudden just better? Or is it like, okay, maybe Oregon well, would, and Washington aren't going to the Big Ten and Arizona's reversing course. Let's see if we can figure something out. We'll band together. We'll work together to try and, you know, get this deal and maybe a little bit more, but let's just stay unified as a conference. But like, what? Why? What's keeping you unified? It needs to be... Enough outside of Cal Stanford exposure. Outside of Cal Stanford, Oregon State and Washington State, like every other team has an option. Like those four, I don't feel like I have any options. No one's saying, you know, hey, Wazoo and the whatever. So no. they're kind of like, yes, please stay together. It'd be hilarious if like a Mountain West conference reporter was like, the Mountain West has approved the inclusion <laughs> of Cal and Stanford. Like no, no Whether they want to or not, no, no, yeah. it's been approved. We didn't have, it's, like, it's like us with like Kellen Moore. Like, he is a BYU coaching <laughs> candidate in the future. It's Tony it's like, Finau. No, no one's asked Tony Kellen Finau Moore. Tony Finau didn't play golf for BYU. He committed to BYU, but he never yeah. played golf. But we, Neither did Dale Murphy. We claimed Dale But Murphy. we claimed both of them. Dale didn't play here, but he went here for like Whether they want to be Cougars or yeah. not, we're going to report about yeah. it because they were committed here. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Dragons were like, dude, that's like a BYU band, man. No, they, they yeah, it's different. No, that's a good analogy. I still love them. I just, I don't know what has changed or why all of a sudden now when these teams were seemingly so far down the road, Oregon and Washington with the Big Ten and Arizona and the Big 12 and then Arizona State and Utah like as a been in conversations. Like, yeah. what what could have possibly been said in this emergency Zoom meeting they to like make added everybody a zero rever- to the streaming deal? Everybody forgot. reverse course. <laughs> like what was said, and was was it? I mean, even as dramatic as now we are reporting that it is that they're actually trying to circle the wagons and figure this out, or is it, as we're now finding out in these very moments, that yeah. maybe they aren't actually circling the wagons. Well, Jason Shear in Arizona, yeah, is saying Arizona and Arizona State are still on track to join the Big 12. That is counter to the other reports of, nope, Pac-12 is trying to, um, you know, get a deal done. Well, the Pac-12 can still try and get a deal done, but this morning. Also, we aren't reporting Jack Squat. We're just reading tweets and opinionating. <laughs> but, but, like, let's see what happens here because this affects BYU. This affects the Big 12. Now, let's say... Somehow the Pac-12 just hangs on, um, and they, they sign some grant of rights deal that's three or four years, and Colorado's already coming next year. I think the Big 12's still just fine moving forward. I thought they were before Colorado. Colorado helps. Great. Awesome. Um, they don't need to add a UConn or a San Diego State to me. Like Brett Yormark has said, yeah, we got in, we want the Pacific Times on da da like, who is that team? Because Arizona is only six months of the year Pacific time zone, if you will. Like, is that enough? Does that check that box? I think he really means Oregon and Washington or somebody else. But it's like, who is he actually talking about when he's thinking Pacific time zone? Because there's not been a Stanford-Cal rumbling. There's not been a San Diego State big rumble. San Diego State and UConn right now are on pins and needles. They, they are hoping Oregon and Washington get invited to the Big Ten so – Sorry, uh, San Diego State and uh, SMU. So that they can go to the Pac-12. They are hoping, like BYU did, like we did, we needed a big domino here to get access. We thank Texas and Oklahoma 
in our BYUSN yeah. prayers because they left and BYU got that big Does program. San Diego State and SMU want to join a conference that potentially could have a core of four of Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal? Like, is that... Is this an upgrade if you have to pay $34 million to join that core of in the, four? In the long run, yes, because they don't make much in their TV deal. But it, let's say they make $20 mil a year. That's going to double what they probably Sheesh. make now. I, I don't really know what they make now, but I would think it's around 10 or 12 Well, if the Big 12 did decide to pursue conversations with San Diego State, that could be a real thorn in the side to Pac-12 expansion. Like... Brett Yormark says, okay, we're not getting Arizona. Well, let's get into the West Coast, and let's get the Southern California market. I wonder how that affects uh, contractually the TV deal because the, the pro rate applies to P5. Are they given, like, BYU and the Probably. other three newbies, like, half initially or something there? Um, or maybe I, nothing because they have to be paid out of their Mountain West Conference deal and then another $17 million, $34 million? Well, that makes it tough to want to do that if you're San State, right? But – it, maybe in the long run, it's it's a net gain. I, I don't know. I, I would like San Diego State in the future in the Big 12. I think it would be good to be in California. I think that's a quality, obviously, basketball program. Football program's been good for a while. You want to be in that market. I would have no qualms of San Diego State yeah. joining the Big 12 as the 14th team. I like it. Obviously, BYU has history there, and we have a rival. Like, you talk about natural conference rival, it, it, which I don't know why that's so forced. Like, why do you have to have a rival in league? Like, what Utah's done in the Pac-12, by the way, with, like, hey, huge game with USC. It's like, yeah, they're not a rival, but they're a competitive rival. Yeah. Like, Gonzaga became a competitive rival. St. Mary's was the actual rival in men's basketball. And then in women's soccer, it was Santa Clara. It was different. In women's hoops, it was Gonzaga. It was, it was both. So it kind of depends by sport. But in football, yeah, you can go right away to, like, we have history with San Diego State. We don't even care about the history with TCU. We don't, we don't go, it is TCU. Even though BYU's been in two leagues yeah. with TCU, now three. To me, there is clearly only one Pac-12 team that is all in, or at least I thought they were all in as of last night and this morning, and that is Arizona. Yeah. So maybe, but maybe they're just waiting to see what happens with Oregon and Washington so that they don't they have could. to be Yeah. The Oregon reason. and Washington have always been the power brokers here. Arizona doesn't move, want to be the match or something. the firework that starts the brush fire and starts the wildfire. Spark that yeah. lights the rebellion. They don't. They don't. I, and I understand Lincoln. that. It's like, well, we don't want to be the final reason that the Pac-12 ultimately disbands and goes away. So maybe we'll just wait and see. But it feels like they are pretty much all in. Outside of that, I, I don't know any other Pac-12 team that feels like, yeah, we're we're bought in, which doesn't meet. The criteria that Brett Yormark set up when he was on our show. I mean, he said, we're not looking at teams that just want more money or a better TV deal. Like, we're not about that. That screams Arizona State Utah. We, we want teams that embrace the Big 12 ideals, that are excited to be in our conference, that bring great value in football and basketball. And we'll add equestrian. And frankly, That's push that. us further into the West. He also said that. Yeah. So yeah. Arizona does... All of those things, Arizona State and Utah, why? If you're begrudgingly like, yeah, it's a good backup plan, I guess. What? Why? Does the Big 12 have to accommodate? No. Do you have to? No. Well, I had a bunch of people tell me yesterday, like, Spencer, you got to see the big picture. Like, even if they're not excited about it right now, like, you can build those relationships and you can make it more lucrative and it'll be good for the conference eventually. Like, I don't know that it would be. Well, I, I can't wait for the Pac-12 to add non-research institutions. Then that card just goes out, you know? I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> I, I just don't – Brett Yormark does not seem like that guy to want to 
engage his staff and the Big 12 regents and, and the presidents of the schools to be like, yeah, like, I know they're not very excited and doesn't seem like they want to be in the conference, but I think it's a good move for it's us. Always a good plan to add a begrudging partner. It, always, always works out, never ends in divorce. It seems weird never. unless maybe he's like, well, we probably want to deal with that president forever, or like we can we can manufacture a, a working relationship now and, and hope that it gets better in the future. But it no, no, you don't just, have to just get the ones that really want it. Yeah, that's why I would take San Diego State right now over Utah and Arizona State because they are desperate and excited and want to be in and would probably figure out a way to pay the thirty-four million dollars so that they could get into the conference. Yeah, that's their thing to figure. out. And it grants. The Big 12, the West Coast, and Southern California, which the Pac-12 would not have. Like, adding San Diego State would deal a blow to the Pac-12. It would. Because they're relying on San Diego State later. To get them back into Southern California. Yes, and to add, get to, like, 10 teams or 12. So if it's not Arizona, my pick is San Diego State. Yeah. Listen, the show. I can bring you in. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring you in. <laughs> is it even good to get to 14? Like, I feel like... The Big 12 needs to get to 14. Like It feels like a natural, even number. It's way easier yeah, for scheduling. I, I don't think you have to right now, but I think it'd be nice to get to sure. an even number. Which is our question of the day. If the Pac-12 stays together, do you still want the Big 12 to pick up a 14th team? And if so, which team? I don't see you Like, why would UConn come into this equation? That feels Basketball way dominance. Right. But and the New York-ish market. Not re Let's not play that Rutgers card. We added Rutgers because New York City. Well, UConn's no. different than Rutgers. Right, but it's not New York market. Like, it isn't. The Northeast. On the weekends it is when they go into the Yeah, state. sorry. He, <laughs> Brett Yormark has said he desires to be in the Northeast. And UConn but would certainly but I think do that. I think he wants Pacific. I believe, or he I wants believe that, too. That. UConn doesn't cost $34 million. No, dollars, Memphis though. and UNLV are outsiders, yeah. UConn costs about $10 million. And San Diego State costs $34 million. It's a, I mean, so That's their problem to figure out every time. That's not the league's problem. At Big 12 Brigham on Twitter says, Arizona is by far the best option. Yeah. I think we all agree. Great basketball, improving football. Yeah, Jetfish is a good coach. Great similar fan base, LDS presence, geographic fit close to Phoenix. Fun new rivalry. And a few less 8.15 p.m. starts at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It would give depends, Arizona that late window. Depends. Yeah, yeah. Depends what time of year it is. He continues. The Big 12, Arizona. the conference of cat-themed mascots. Wildcats. That's what they're going for. Keep it going. A Kansas State fan last night on that uh, Twitter space for Gambling Gotcha was like, well, there'd be a second Wildcats. I don't know. <laughs> Dave Osmond on Facebook says, I actually think San Diego State makes sense. Basketball mm -hmm. is solid. Football continues to strengthen. It's yeah. the right market, and the pack wants them too. I, I think if you get to 16, I think it should be one of them. I don't think they should be the 14th team, but I think they should be the 15th. Or 16th? Or 16th. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you want the Big 12 to continue to get to 14 if Arizona pulls away from the table? And if so, who do you want it to be? Okay, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend that way. Uh, but next Tuesday night on the BYU TV app, after further review, has its Big 12 preview show. Dave Blaine David break down the historic upcoming football schedule with highlights and Stay with us. Jerem is about to go one-on-one -on -one with one of the leaders of the new BYU football offense. Chase Roberts discusses his thoughts on the current state of the wide receivers room. 
and what he thinks they're capable of this fall. Let's just keep that guy healthy. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. I feel great. Chase Roberts reaches the end zone. Touchdown, Chase Roberts! And the Cougars score! Yes! Roberts! Ah, uh, Chase is on the case. The toe drag swag. So many fun phrases produced by Chase Roberts' highlights from last year. Just in that play at the end of the half against oh Baylor. Those, those both came out from RG3. <laughs> yeah. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play -play on a very interesting Friday, still wrapped up in potential conference realignment with the Pac-12, Big 12, and maybe beyond. By the way, breaking news, um, fall camp's still going for BYU football. There is like, that, too. Like, that, we didn't even mention that. No. We, we actually have an opportunity to watch part of fall camp today. Yeah, we're excited. Or training camp. Yeah. Again, i got to get out of the habit of calling it fall camp. Of the, the camp. <laughs> He's Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. And it was Jerem that recently had a chance to talk to the guy who we just saw a highlight reel of. Yes, I did, uh, and he's one of the three kind of incumbent leaders uh, on this uh, on this team. We talked about that, his offseason, the group as a whole. Here's my conversation with Chase Roberts a couple of days ago. All right, Chase, day one in the books. How was it? Sir, it was awesome. Yeah, lots of great competition. The corners are looking awesome this season, so I'm excited to go against them to compete and to get ready for the Big 12. It's, it's going to be a battle every, every game. You're going with the those guys are my friends approach on day one? Yeah, I mean, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. Yo, this is a team sport, and you want the other side to get better as well as your guys. So it's, it's going to be a battle every day. We're going to try to get each other you know, in the best shape that we can get. I'm always intrigued by that because while there is one team, there, there are two teams in fall camp. It's yeah. competitive. Yeah. How does that sort of manifest itself in practice? Because you guys are trying to win every drill against them. Exactly. And I think we just want to win games. And I think the, the way to do that is by competing and by giving each other our best. So we know that they're, they're going to give it their all. They're, they're trying to, to get better and be at their top, top of their game, as are we. So it's going to be a competition every time. It might get a little chippy, but at the end of the play, we're going to shake each other's hands and love each other. And then, get in the hot tubs and, and chat it up. So, You can always hear and see the camaraderie, right, of the uh, yeah. navy and the white mixing there, which is yeah, fun. exactly. How's this third uh, fall camp for you different than your first two? Um, I feel like just a different, I guess it's a different feel, just with everyone. The guys that I started with as a freshman, we were the younger guys kind of looking up to the Topuka and all those guys. We're kind of taking over now and being the ones, you know, making sure everyone's up, making sure we're making the plays. I think it's just a little transition of, you know, we got to be, you know, the dudes. We got to be, you know, there for everyone. You know, the, the incoming freshmen, the leaders, everything. So uh, just a higher level of urgency and of, of playmaking. Certainly you and Keanu Hill and Cody Epps are the incumbent guys. And, and yeah. you look at the roster and you go, oh, Keanu Hill's a junior. Well, it's his fifth year. Yeah. Cody Epps is a, a sophomore. Well, yeah. it's his fourth year. It's your third year yeah. as a sophomore. It's yeah. kind of a weird deal with COVID, but... How are you embracing sort of being one of the leaders of, of a new look group with uh, many talented guys behind you through, or with you through? Yeah, I mean, sorry, say that question again. How are you embracing the, the leadership of, you're one of the kind of three, yeah, uh -huh. uh, you know, productive guys coming back uh, with a lot of talent in that group? You know, I just, every day is an opportunity to, to be a leader. 
and being able to be so close to Cody and, and Keanu, we talk a lot and we discuss what, what the team needs the best. And I feel like just making plays and you know being, being vocal and having energy is, is the main way that I've been embracing and you know just loving the challenge every day. Keelan Marion uh, from UConn, Darius Lasseter from Eastern Michigan. Yeah. How are those guys uh, folding in? They're studs. You know they're gonna make some plays this year on the field. Uh, it's been awesome. They fit so well with their personalities and everything, as well as just going out and making plays. And it's been an awesome opportunity to have them on the team this year, and they're gonna be a big asset to, to BYU football. Who are some of the other young guys that kind of mix in? Because I know Parker Kingston redshirted yes. last year. He could be a guy that's in there. Yeah, he'll be a guy for sure. His speed and his route running ability is, is really um, excelled. And as well as you know, Dom, all, all those guys that have been here for a little bit have, have finally just felt comfortable with the playbook and are going to be able to make some plays this year. How's your boy Devin Downing back from Michigan? He's a stud, yeah. He's finally getting his legs back and making <laughs> plays, so it's fun to see him also settle in and be able to, to feel comfortable. A lot of talk on the defensive side about the newness and different coaches yeah. and whatnot. There's continuity on the offensive side from an offense the last couple of years has been really good. What's the your favorite part about playing in an Aaron Roderick offense? I think, I mean, we throw the ball. And, you know, we start that air, that air raid offense and that's a blast. You know, having Keaton Slovis in the offense of an air raid offense and having Aaron Roderick trust Keaton, trust every one of the receivers, it just builds that confidence every every time going into games. We know that we're going to put points on the board. We're going to get in the end zone and we're just going to have a blast. So I think that's it's, it's just been awesome to to have that confidence from A-Rod every time we get on the field. Okay, give me a sense of the hard work you put in in the offseason and then what you did for fun in the offseason. A lot of golf, yeah. Nice. So after after a hard working morning of football, we, me and Cody and Keaton and all those guys go golfing. Uh, you know, nice 18 holes, just chilling, resting our legs. Uh, so that's that's what we did. I'm probably three three times a week. So we, we got after it. Yeah, I played in a tournament where Keaton had the longest drive on a hole. Is he the best among that group? Ooh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> he can swing the ball. I think he's up there. Yeah, it was one of the best. So uh, it's been fun. It's been a blast. What else do people need to know about the receivers specifically this year? I think even though we're we're tall, we have a lot of tall guys that we're, we're going to move around. We're going to be in the slot, um, outside, as well as Cody being outside. We're all going to be everywhere. So there's no like specific slot guy, outside guy. It's going to be a mix of kind of everything. We've got the, the deep threats and the twitchiness as well. So. How does a good season for you look like? What is it look like? Uh, winning a Big 12. I mean, we're, obviously we're focused on the first game, and we want to just win games. And I think that's uh, the big focus. Uh, I mean, we always want to to be better ourselves, but the ultimate goal, I think, is to, to build up our teammates and to win, to win games. So we're focused on that first against Sam Houston, and then from there, it'll be the next game. Got a Big 12 win, if you will, against Baylor last year. Yeah. That was your real coming out party. What was that experience like, and uh, how are you feeling? Because we didn't get the full Chase Roberts last year. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I hope I just stay healthy this year, be able to, to play every game. Um, it's always a battle to, uh, to be on the field and to stay healthy. Um, being able to play Baylor last year was is, is awesome. Being able to have a Big 12 win gets a lot of confidence going into this Big 12 season, knowing that we can compete and that we're going to be you know, a powerhouse in, in the Big 12. Let's finish with this. Who yeah. is the uh, loudest person in the group right now on the field, off the field? And then who's the fastest? 
of the receivers. The fastest. Oh, I would say Kibo is the loudest. And that's Keanu Hill. Keanu Hill. Hill. Yeah, sorry, he has yeah. his nickname. <laughs> uh, and then I would think Parker Kingston is probably the fastest. Mm, I love it. He's, he's super fast. So. Okay, best of luck and thanks. Thank you, appreciate it. Chase Roberts was, for the most part, banged up for a better part of the season last year. Oh, yeah. No, but still did some incredible things. Like we saw these flashes of brilliance, especially in the Baylor game. He took over for Puka Nakua, right? Yeah. Puka Nakua did not play in that game. It's like, oh. You forget Puka didn't play in the game. Well, it's okay because Chase did his thing. In fact, I forgot. Uh, right now, it's like, wait, Puka didn't play? Yeah, Puka didn't play in a bunch of games, uh, unfortunately. That Baylor game was incredible. Eight catches for 122 and a touch, including right before the half, as we mentioned, an incredible catch. He had 22 grabs on the year, 357, 16 a catch, so he's, he's getting down the field, three touchdowns. Um, yeah, it. I see an increased role, obviously, for him. But I like the group of five BYU's got. The three incumbents of Epps, Hill, Roberts, and then Darius Lassiter and Keelan Marion. Yep, two I think newcomers. Those from Eastern Michigan and, and UConn. Those feel like your top five. And then he identified kind of Parker Kingston and then uh, Dom Henry Dom is kind Henry. of the next two. So we'll, we'll see uh, who plays into it. But, yeah, you're going to need a crew of six or seven. Plus you add in Isaac Rex and... TBD number two and three at tight end, Anthony Olsen or Jackson Bowers. Could be Jackson or, Bowers. Uh, Ethan Erickson caught an amazing touchdown against ECU. There, there's some options, which is exciting. Like B BYU, I feel like, is skill position ready uh, at receiver and running back and tight end and quarterback, of course. Three weeks of training camp remain. Then it's game week. We get the depth chart roughly a week before BYU takes on Sam Houston State, which happens in... Exactly how many days? Countdown to the Bearcats. 29 days. Four weeks from tomorrow. Okay, then. We are rolling into Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the first BYU football game officially as a member of the Big 12. Even though it's non-conference, BYU's in the Big 12. Big 12 logos will be out. Sam Houston, let's go. Cougars taking on the Bearcats with a K yes. of Sam Houston State. Later the Bearcats with a C. <laughs> uh, number 13, BYU Women's Soccer has its blue and white scrimmage coming up tomorrow. You can watch this 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Still on the way. What did we all think of Zach Wilson's performance in the NFL Hall of Fame preseason game last night? Didn't play as much as I thought, but there were some highlights. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure you follow this program, as Reese David would say, Davis would say on uh, uh, social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Oh, the show rolls on from Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Someone just pointed out that maybe the wildest Pac-12 dark, uh, after, after dark, dark scenario that has ever happened could be if the Pac-12 stays together, what happened last night? <laughs> I, well, it feels like all the stuff happened this morning, but who knows what the afternoon gives us. And a classic Friday <laughs> afternoon buried situation, perhaps. Yeah. Here are today's headlines. Okay, multiple reports have the Pac-12 meeting this morning to discuss the potential signing of a grant of rights. Keep the league together. Wow, that's an incredible turnaround from what seemed like Arizona pacing to join the Big 12 last night. Lots of reports on lots of things at this point. Gotta just be on Twitter. Oh, Twitter's gonna die. No, it's holding firm through this Pac-12 news, man. Indeed it is.
or is it X? Did Twitter die and now it's that? I don't know. It has been reborn. Yes, yes, <laughs> like a phoenix. Day four of BYU football training camp continues today. Practice. Oh yeah, that. Happening right now, as a matter of fact. They're in it right now as we're on the show. We're gonna head over there a little bit after the show to gather interviews and material and watch the very end of practice. Center Connor Pay has been named to the Remington Award preseason watch list, which is awarded to the best center in all of college football annually. Zach Wilson went three for five, 65 yards passing, including a 57 yard pass on uh, two drives, resulting in field goals last night for the Jets in a 21-16 loss to the Browns in the Hall of Fame game. Another NFL news, Fred Warner ranked as the 15th best player among the NFL's top 100 players. College basketball analyst Rocco Miller reporting that BYU will host the University of Denver on December 13th at the Marriott Center in Provo. BYU assistant coach Cody Feger told us last week they expect the schedule, the non-conference slate specifically, to be released in the next few weeks, probably two to three weeks out. Number 13 ranked uh, BYU women's soccer has its blue and white scrimmage tomorrow night. They are loaded, lost one starter from uh, last year. You can watch it at 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. This is the team that went to the Sweet 16. It's Sweet 16 plus this year. They might be Final Four good. We'll see, man. Some BYU golf news. Berlin Long of BYU women's golf lost Thursday in the quarterfinals of the Utah Women's State Amateur. Through the first round of the Corn Ferry Tour, featuring BYU men's golf players, Carson Lundell is tight for fourth at seven under. Current BYU golfer Tyson Shelley is tied for eighth at six under. Another current player, Zach Jones, is two under. That's good for tied for 80th. Daniel Summerhays, he's been coaching, he's been an advisor, has been on the PGA Tour. He's playing as well. He's one under par, and Patrick Fishburn is currently one over. Those are today's headlines. Let's offer some opinions in the whip. Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Last night, Zach Wilson led uh, two drives for the Jets, ended in field goals against the Browns. What did you make of his performance in the start? I thought it was solid. I, we said yesterday, just be efficient and not make any major mistakes. He only threw five passes, but one of them was a 57-yard dime, like a gorgeous pass. And both of the drives that he was in on resulted in points. Like, favorable. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. Um, good start, didn't make any huge mistakes, which has kind of been uh, unfortunately, how he finished. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty clean, which is uh, what we're hoping for. And then, of course, the highlight reel throw was fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Great grab as well. BYU men's basketball non-conference schedule coming together. We just announced the matchup with Denver on December 13th, courtesy of Rocco Miller. Jerem, as you look at the whole non-conference schedule, at least the reported matchups, what do you make of what's on the list? San Diego State, certainly a tough one November 10th. That could be the season opener, right, um, at home. Morgan State on there, um, Arizona State, NC State, Vandy, two of those three in Vegas. We got Fresno State and Salt Lake, Evansville at home, Denver at home, Georgia State at home, Bellarmine at home, at Utah, and then three other games is what it looks like right now based on uh, released and reported. So uh, I told Nick Robinson yesterday when I saw him, man, I, I hope you have all the tough games on there already because I need you to mail it in. Yeah, don't game. add anything. So else that BYU is 10 and 3 or 11 and 2 walking into conference play. So I, I think it's good. BYU has a hard time saying no a lot of yeah. times. Like it wants to challenge itself. But that is more than challenging enough. In fact, I would have pulled back the reins a game or two. Then. There are probably three to four quad one games right now in non-conference to me that's that might be too many san diego state at home san diego state we anticipate is going to be a top 30 team so even though it's in the marriott center like yeah. that should be a National quad one game they were right? unbelievable neutral against arizona state nc state vanderbilt i think that will will give at least one three. maybe two 
quad one games, yeah. and then at Utah should be a quad one game too, as long as the Utes stay in the top 75. Mm. Maybe not. We'll see. Okay. Quad two, perhaps. So maybe there's maybe there are three there. Three's enough. Three quad one games in the non-conference is enough. Spence, frankly, I'd be fine with zero, uh, because you're going to play. <laughs> how many? 12? The 14? average Big 12 team last year played 21 quad one games. 21. That's why I say if BYU played Provo College uh, every game, whatever, gun, it would be just fine. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm mostly kidding. Uh, only slightly. Center Connor Payne made the Remington Award uh, for the preseason watch list best center in the country. One point last year we were talking about who's going to be the starting center, Connor Pay or Paul Miley. Are you comfortable with the hire of Connor Pay being at center and Paul Miley at one of the guard spots? A thousand percent. Me too. Uh, yes, I, I cannot uh, put the stamp of approval on it any more heartily. Like, I could probably break the desk. Like, that's pretty thick. I don't know, man. Okay, maybe not break the I desk, but like, yes. I, I think this is fantastic that BYU has this level of depth and this much experience, power five experience, going out on the offensive line right now, enough to move Paul Miley to guard. Utah starting center on a P5 champ comes in and Connor Pay is that good. Like, that kind of depth is great. And Paul Miley still came to BYU despite there not being yeah. a center opening. He wanted to be part of uh, that online. I mean, so if, if he'll be a huge piece. The of season started today and you roll out Caleb Etienne and Kingsley Suomataia and Connor Pay and Paul Miley as four of your five, why would BYU not feel great about that scenario? The fifth well, I, spot, I feel like, is the biggest up for grabs, like the most competition TBD in camp. TBD on that other right? guard spot. Yeah. Well, and then at, at tackle, at right tackle, there's some real competition there, which is going to be fun. Like, Braden Kimes, like, I've been waiting a long time for this. And Braden would, if Braden was the guy, I'd be like, great, you're awesome. BYU is going to have a really good set of five backups on the offensive line. It's going to be awesome. They are deeper than last year. I don't know that they're better overall because that was – an incredible O-line. It's going to be tough to replicate those numbers in Blake Freeland focus. and Clark Barrington are huge losses, but you always did an incredible job in the portal bringing in really capable, capable guys to provide some real depth there because that group last year did not play the schedule that BYU is going to play this year. BYU is going to need to be deeper. Yeah. At yeah. every position. All right. Up next, we react to more of your responses on the current state of Big 12 expansion. Do you want us to go to 14? If so, and it's not Arizona, who else would you put in there? Or are you all in on Arizona? Does it even need to happen? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are it's live in Studio happening. B, and we have some breaking news to report. Wow. Pete Thamel of ESPN. Nicole Auerbach of ESPN, Brett McMurphy of the Action Sports Network, all reporting one way or another that, and again, yep. I, and I quote Pete Dammel specifically, the Big Ten is expected to move ahead with formal offer letters for Oregon and Washington. A Big Ten vote is expected to take place later today to formalize their admission, barring any last-minute snags. Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten is now on which means what for the Pac-12 and for Arizona? It you, means Arizona is going to come to the Big 12. Now Arizona can point at Oregon and Washington and say, hey, you guys were the lot. You did it. You started this, so now we'll go to the Big 12. It's your fault. USC and UCLA started it. Uh, Ryan started the fire, said uh, the office. But, yes, I, I believe that with that move, it is the official demise, and now Arizona comes in, perhaps Arizona State, Utah, 
And then the Pac-12 needs to invite a bunch to survive, perhaps. <sighs> San Diego State and SMU. Amanda. How many teams could the Pac-12 convince to stay with the current TV deal that they have right now? Well, that TV deal gets blown up, Smith. Because oh. that, that was assuming that you had Oregon, Oregon and Washington, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. How do you, so how do you survive is, after that, this? That you rip that TV deal up. How do you survive with no Oregon and Washington? Like, those are you the are, two pillars of your conference. Well, they became the pillars. After USC and UCLA Yes, left. you've lost the top four. Um, that's, that's tough. That's really tough. Those are, those are big brands. Those are tremendous additions. So should this officially go down to the Now it's Utah and Arizona State as the two, quote-unquote, biggest brands remaining. Or is, Stan is Stanford considered the biggest brand? They win the most national championships. This is a question I don't actually care about. I, uh, I, that's their problem. Um, but it's a, it's a good question. I, I don't know. But what this means for the Big 12 is, yeah, Probably you can Arizona. get Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah if you'd like. Like, if Oregon and Washington actually goes down, as is being reported, then the Big 12 can get to 16. It secures itself as the number three league, for sure. And you have the Western domination that you've sought. You're still not in California like you've wanted. Yeah. But it, to get to 16, they have to talk to Fox still about that. Like, because ESPN's going to pay its... 20 mil worth, but will Fox play, pay its 11.7 mil worth to two additional teams? They have to make sure. I'm sure they've already, well, I'm not sure. I would think they've already talked to Fox about this, like months in advance. In fact, when we had talked to your mark, he had already been talking to Colorado. You can, you can, uh, we, we know that after yeah, the fact. Yeah, it's been happening, it had been happening for months. Yes. They've already been talking to Utah and Arizona State, you would think, right? They've already been talking to San Diego State. But and because so on. Because, Gonzaga, Yukon, flirting. Because Oregon and Washington are leaving, like the desperation becomes next level for teams like Utah and Arizona State and Cal and Stanford. So can you if you're Brett Yormark, are you like, well, maybe we don't give you a full cut because you haven't been bought on all in. And I said I didn't you want could to offer that. I didn't want it to be about money. But if you want to if you you really want to be in our conference, then you'll take the deal. Houston and UCF and BYU and Cincinnati have. How much do you want to be in our conference now? That could happen. If you're desperate, are you willing to do this? That could happen. I could absolutely see that being the play. Like, so yeah, we can get him. We can get we him can cheaper. We can get you at least twenty because we don't know about Fox. Like Fox hasn't gone back to us or whatever. Wow, this is wild. Wild. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Pax Healthcare Elevated, answers this question: If the Pac-12 stays together. Doesn't seem like it will. <laughs> Do you still want the Big 12 to get a 14th team? And if so, who? Yeah, it's, it, it's blowing up. It's all Oregon and Washington right now. And by the way, that 20 and 11.7 is in regards to the new TV deal. Colorado is getting a full share next year. So yeah. perhaps Utah and Arizona State. Well, <laughs> Colorado's Arizona being rewarded for being on the forefront. Share. And being like, yeah, we're all in. Doesn't matter what happens with the Pac-12 and this meeting. We're all in. Like, you were rewarded a full share. <coughs> they deserve that. Excuse me. Thomas Simpson produces our elite voice of the day. He says, all along, I've wanted to stop at 14 teams, okay. with Arizona being the 14th team. If the rest of the Pac-8, now Pac-6, Pac want to go live on Streaming Island, that's perfect. <laughs> streaming Island? <laughs> okay, then. That's a new one. If you missed any Big 12 uh, realignment news or shows, games, and whatnot, Deep Blues, you can go to BYSN.com, download the free BYU TV app. Up next, the rise and shout out to conference realignment. 
just in general, for selfish reasons. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation On Demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, some news on the John Mackey Award watch list. Isaac Rex has been named to that list. Not surprising. One of the best tight ends in the country a couple of years ago. In a day of shocking news, this is not shocking. (laughs) Isaac Rex would be on the Mackey. That takes us to today's Rise and Shoutout, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Well, pretty wild times, in case you missed it, uh, last segment. Uh, this is this is blown up. Uh, Oregon and Washington are expected to be invited to the Big Ten and accept. So we'll see exactly what happens with that later today in the, the next couple of days. But this certainly paves the way for Arizona. Come to the Big 12, you'd think, with Oregon and Washington going, the Pac-12 not going to stick around uh, together for any other no, deal no. at this point with your top four brands, uh, brands all going to the Big Ten. Does the Big Ten surpass the SEC in quality, by the way? Top to bottom. Maybe. If well, you the bottom Oregon, sucks. If but you add Oregon and Washington. It's pretty good with USC and UCLA wait, and now our, into the Big Ten. Is the Big Ten now in all four time zones? Yes, they are. They're in all four time zones, aren't they? Wait. Do they have a mountain? Is Nebraska in the mountain time zone or are they no, central? central? Oh, They're so they still, need, they still needed a mountain. We've still got mountain all right. people. All right. <laughs> we still own the mountain time zone. Three time zones for the Big Ten, three for the Big 12. Wow. But what about Nova Scotia? <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, BYU wide receiver Chase Roberts. Because practice is still happening yeah, for BYU. Practice. Sorry, Dennis. Ran out of time. We got conference realizing. Yeah. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to the great Margin Hooks. Hey, don't forget tomorrow the blue and white scrimmage for BYU women's soccer. Yeah, baby. Eastern. Check it out. Go Cougs.